babies. He just says it every day and sees what idiots walk in. Well, you got seven of us that day. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hello, sir. Like, uh, almost a record. <laughs> you got any more uh, dumb friends laying around? Nope. All right. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to leave one with you, though. He stinks. <laughs> what do you say? Speaking of, uh, speaking of stinks, what do you say we start the show? The uh, Superman Sports Show, latest and greatest in New England sports. Big pack show today. It is uh, springtime. We got all the sports running at once. I didn't even get into the uh, Masters golf or anything else going on. We got enough to deal with on our plate with our four home teams. Sorry, Ray, soccer doesn't count. Um, so what do we say we start with opening takes? Raymond, why don't you kick us off? Thank you there, Richard. Uh, my take is the Celtics. It's the playoff run. We are going for banner 18, but I think the big talk is win or lose. This is going to be the summer for Jalen Brown with the CBA being extended. And now he can be like one of the richest. Uh, if he stays with the Celtics, he could have a, one of the richer contracts, but word is that Houston Atlanta teams are rebuilding and they're going to start putting I as the factor to try to lure Jalen Brown to go there. So I think it's gonna be the summer of Brown again. You know, you're going to hear trade rumors left and right win or lose. I'd like to uh, I'd like to get back to that and see uh, what winning a championship would do to the odds of him staying or leaving. I'd like to get mm-hmm. your opinion on that. But uh, yep, Celtics basketball going to be back in full swing. Some playoff basketball first round is always shit, um, but there's also some upsets on the horizon. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in for uh, top five segment. Uh, I'll go. I'll go hockey here. We're going to start the show on some hockey. We're going to start the show with the greatest hockey season ever assembled your one Boston Bruins uh, sealed the deal against the caps the other night. It's I was trying to come up with ways to describe this. It, I, I mean, unbelievable uh, is one of them, but they, they went from a team that they're not the greatest team of all time. It's just the greatest season because you went from a uh, early exit last year in the playoffs to now literally the best season ever recorded in hockey. And largely your team is the same. Um, obviously some key additions there, but well, one key departure that we all, well, one person always said would never win a cup with. So <laughs> that's a very good point. Raymond is a very good point. Where are the Tuca lovers now? Where are they now? <laughs> oh, no way. They, they cannot be found. They're sitting, uh, idly by at tattoo shops around the world, waiting for their butthole tattoos never to come because Lena Skidmark took him over it's just uh you know we got to touch on it we're not the biggest hockey guys here but we'll uh we'll get in some of the what some of the numbers look ahead and uh obviously it means nothing unless they go on and win the cup so congratulations bruins go finish the deal uh roberto the playing game is dumb why do we do the playing game <laughs> i mean whose idea was it to have a couple of mediocre basketball teams play one more rec league game before the playoffs start LeBron James. If we're going to change the NBA playoffs, let's change it for good. Like, make it better. But other than that, yeah, the play-in's dumb. But the NBA regular season, which is a glorified rec league, that's over now. Now the games can count. Players can get into it. It'll look like real basketball. Might even consider playing defense, except for the Celtics, who are just happy that they had a 50-win season. Felt good. Real happy about that. They're in a good mindset. They're in a good mindset. Um, I don't mind the play-in. What they should do is they should it shouldn't be the like um 10th team that it should be the eighth team no 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 16 i'd say you put them all in there less less is more less is more look at the nfl just right after the end of the season just have a 32 team tournament to decide who makes the playoffs well they're gonna have a mid-season no 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 they're gonna have a mid-season tournament with that new cba too i don't hate any of it it is what it is um you gotta you got an upset with atlanta in the heat 
and um, the Pelicans went down. There, there were some upsets. There was some decent basketball going on there. We've really tarnished Bobby here in the last several months. We brought him on the show, but he was the voice of reason, the voice of optimism when he joined. Now he's just crabby, crabby Bobby every time he comes on now. Boy, I was always a, crabby. Something, something to yell about. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll do Bruins. We'll start Bruins. We'll start hockey. Uh, move into the Celtics playoff preview. Uh, we'll do the top five NBA upsets, most likely NBA upsets this year. There's a good handful of them. Um, quickly, we got to talk on the Red Sox. Heimblum killed them. They're dead. I just want to go through that, <laughs> that 2018 roster compared to what they are now. This fucking guy murdered the Red Sox. Murdered them. They're dead. They're absolutely the worst team in Major League Baseball, pretty much. Uh, we'll touch on football. The Foxborough feud continues with uh, the scuttlebutt coming out. Mac Jones, Zappy Fever is building again. Belichick is running a uh, split uh, locker room and organization down there. Doesn't look good. And Simplest Minds of the Week. Welcome to the Simplest Sports Show, Friday Rewind, April 14th. Welcome to the show. Happy birthday, Shark and Minnow. Shark and Minnow. Really? Mm. Mm. Mazel tov. He's coming down here tomorrow. No, oh, is he? Mm. How's the weather? Bright. Like your mother's ass. <laughs> got him. Got him, buddy. <laughs> it didn't you. matter what you were going to say. That was a lead-in. Yeah, that's that's where <laughs> it was going to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of bright and shining like your mother's ass, go to W Energy Drink. That's uh, W.GG to spark up your day uh, like Irene does every Tuesday morning. Get ready for that train that comes through. Uh, you can get the gummy. You can get the, you can get the protein. You can get the shakes. Uh, they got uh, what else they got over there, Raymond? Uh, did you say shakers? They have yeah. shakers. Yeah. Yep. There's there's the motion. Uh, and obviously your classic like energy drink style, uh, whatever fits your fancy, go to w.gg, type in Simple Minds for 15% off all your orders. Uh, it's W Energy. It's like the shake weight. Yeah. Oh, my tits balance when I do that. I bet they did. The shake weight. I bet they did. They did. Nice Get shirt there, Raymond. Master. Thanks. Representing the, uh, the spoked B, the black and yellow. Uh, greatest season ever. The uh, the Boston Bruins, 133 points. Could be 135 by the end of tonight as they play the Montreal Canadiens to end their regular season. Um, through 81 games, the Bruins uh, at a 64, 12, and 5 record. It's fucking insane. Obviously, the most wins as well uh, as most points, both NHL records. Uh, just the fourth team ever to win 60 games. They broke the record uh, previously held by the 1976-1977 Montreal Canadiens, 132 points. They were in the middle of a uh, consecutive run with four straight Stanley Cup titles from 76 to 79, which is why I say it, this is not the greatest hockey team ever assembled, um, Patrice Bergeron's 2023 Bruins. It's just it's the greatest season, though. You can't take that away. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are trying to. The Canadians did it in less games and less opportunities for points. They also did it when there were like 12 teams in the league. So keep that in mind. The, the like salary cap era. Uh, a lot of people are calling the best team of the salary cap era. You might want to argue that Tampa Bay Lightning roster um, that mm -hmm. won three straight. Those guys probably put them up. But I don't know. How good is the team, Raymond? How many Hall of Famers do you think they end up with uh, when it's all said and done? 
see now Billy Hockey fucking ruined this because you're I so did... weak. You're so weak. Don't let I said I said six. Head. I'll say five. I'll go five. They got five with Bergeron, Marshan, uh, Krejci. I think if he wins one, McAvoy's one in the making, and Aust- Pasternak. That's five. You saying Bruins Hall of Famers or Hall NHL Hall of Famers? Bruins Hall of Fa- Well, no, gotcha. Bruins players that are, will be NHL Hall of Famers. Okay. Bergeron's a lock. He's your only lock. Krejci, mm-hmm. I thought would be pretty close. He just notched his thousandth game in the league. He only has like seven hundred and fifty points, something. As opposed, Bergeron has over a thousand, thousand forty. Um, Krejci does have the title, two thousand eleven, but I don't know. I don't even know if a second title is good enough to get him over the over the Schneid there. Um, but that's beyond... why I asked, how do you determine it? Is it an MLB, like where the writers are old and French and don't want all these new up-and-coming stars that are ruining the game to get in? Or is it like the NBA where everyone and their mother gets in? Somewhere in the middle. Okay, It's somewhere in the middle. Like the NFL is pretty generous with it, too. Yeah, the NFL has gotten real soft with it. Yeah. Well, because all of them are dead. That Like Ray in the eighth there. grade trying to get that Hummer. You know what I'm saying? Real I soft know. with it. Real soft. Real soft cock. Uh, Pasternak is certainly projecting there. He's got a long way to go. He keeps notching sixty goal seasons in uh, sixty goal seasons in Stanley Cups. He doesn't have the cup yet. He's got to go get the cup. Uh, cup it, <laughs> cup it. Um, McAvoy is yeah, a, help a, a top tier defenseman. It's going to take a lot for defenseman to get in. He's got to start racking up some points. His points are low too. You have one. I think you might have one. Taylor Hall's another guy. He's got an MVP. If he gets a cup, he's got to get his points rolling up there. That I mean, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Marshand, I guess. Marshand's in the Krejci camp. Um, with you know, the points are a little bit better there. But no, you have, I mean, compared to the Canadians team or even that Red Wings team from the from the 90s, where they're like six or seven like surefire Hall of Famers that walked out on the ice every night. This team's not that. I actually don't know how the fuck they're winning. I don't know how they won 64, <laughs> probably 65 games by the end of it. I really don't. Uh, when, the, when you the, ask the, you, the drunk, the drunk on the bench. He's you want to take old drunk money? I think so. He's I your mean, number look, one. Look how much they all feared the coach last year. Obviously, it's coming out that they were just scared of the younger guys. I mean, DeBrusque wanted to be traded. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just a whole coaching system and how he's letting them play a little free. Not the whole I mean, if it's the same team costs, and there's a yeah. new coach, he must be setting them up in a way that's significantly more successful. The style of play changed a little bit. They're a little bit more free in, um, in, their, in their shot selection change and they've been able to open things up a little bit. But the younger guy thing is bullshit. What fucking, what younger guy? Outside of DeBrusque, who is already starting to perform on the top line with Cassidy, has really come on. Frederick? And Frederick, is it even that young anymore? It's his fourth year in the league. Charlie Coyle is another guy who's bitching that Cassidy was too hard. So in hockey, this happens. that You you, you run stale and, and the, uh, the room starts listening to you and you lose kind of the spark. And generally, a new coach comes in in that first month of the season, you, you see an impact. And then they're going, you don't see it for six months. <laughs> that co- it, you don't see that type of impact just for the for the new coach hire for six months. Now, obviously, from a um, strategic standpoint, maybe he's adding a little bit more, something different that they've been able to tap into. But Sounds like your point. If they're playing freer than what you thought last year, if you think this team has five Hall of Famers and they were being strapped last year, if they just let the guys play, that could be part of it. Who was the top goal scorers when Cassidy and Claude Julian were the coaches? Pass like, and Marshan. But how much? It wasn't like this, what Pasternak's doing right now. 
No, but Marshan was it was more team group. driven, right? It was never anyone had like going away. It was always the top three line. The no, look, pa- I mean Pasnek broke out, but he's been considered. He's had the most goals in the NHL as a winger the past five years. He's he's been a top five scorer for the past five years. He's got sixty goals. It's never it's, it's the second guy in Bruins history to do it. It's a pretty big accomplishment. So yeah, he broke out, and they certainly found ways to use him. The guy's fucking ice time has like. I don't know, not doubled, but pretty close to what he was ever doing with Cassidy. So the, he's out there a lot more, certainly. Um, but in the past, under Cassidy, Brad Marchand was considered the best wing in the game for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, D- uh, Patrice Bergeron, your only surefire Hall of Famer, has been leading that line. So they had talent. Um, I think you got to look at the goaltending, Raymond. No more. T- no Tuka Rask. But even then, in regular seasons, the guy has won Vesna trophies. Like the last season he played healthy, he was the best goalie in hockey. Him and, um, uh, oh shit, who's Hashik? No, who's the guy? Who's the Dominic uh, Hashik? No, that was that was way off. Who the fuck? He's in Dallas now. I'll remember it in a second. Um, oh, go on. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Olmark's been unbelievable, and uh, Swayman's been almost just as good. Goaltending's on the list. You got to take a look at the additions. Start in the offseason with Pavel Zaka, and that trade was has been phenomenal. Um, and then the midseason off- acquisitions between Orloff. The fact Path that you got to dial it all the way back even to Lindholm last year at the deadline. Mm-hmm. You go Lindholm, Pavel Zaka. They didn't really do much in free agency, right? And But then you go and trade for Orloff, Hathaway, and then Bertuzzi as insurance. Those guys have been critical, critical, critical pieces. Mm-hmm. And now your decor went from Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick and the corpse of Carlo and whoever else was trying to play left and nothing else but Mike Riley to three of the top, I don't know, 20 defensemen in the league, two of the top 10. They're just stacked now. They're stacked. Mm-hmm. Make a break. Give it Maybe. up for fucking Don Sweeney, man. All of us said we wanted to fire Sweeney for so many years, and now it's like, oh, please, sir, may I buy you a beer? Everybody did. Everybody looked at this team going into this year and said, fire Don Sweeney. Not good enough. Marshane was going to be hurt for six months. McAvoy was going to be hurt. We laughed Krejci at the Bergeron signing when he came back, said he was coming. We laughed at the Krejci signing. He came back and said all these fossils are coming back. This is their last run together kind of thing, and fuck it. There's it's what gave Time Bloom all his confidence. He's like, if Sweeney can do it, I can too. He should have. He should have went and signed fucking Pedro or somebody from the from the yeah. heap. They would have been they would have been better off. Um, yeah, it's it's a hell of a season. Um, health has been a big one. Nobody was that injured. Um, yeah, they're getting contribution from everybody. So you look ahead. Their first round opponent opponents could be uh, either the Islanders or the Panthers. They should walk through both of those teams. Islanders probably give you a little bit a little bit more of a push, but uh, they they should walk through both of them. Let's take a look at these first couple games in this in round one. And if they look like two kapoopies out there, then start to worry because I still don't have any faith that they're going to go and run rickshaw over the league through the playoffs. I think it's going to be extremely hard, and they're going to put themselves in a position to choke like they always do. It's hockey. I mean, how many upsets? We've seen one-eight upsets all the time in hockey. It's not like basketball or you know, any of the other sports, four major they sports. They can come. If you, someone gets hot at the right time, the goalie gets hot, shooter gets hot, and your ticket's up. I guess that's true, but 
um, did the 1977 uh, Montreal Canadiens lose in the first round because it was just hockey? No, they went on and won the cup. Yeah, last team to get 132 points in a season. Okay, it's a fucking epic fail if they don't win the cup. Oh epic yeah, fail. now it is. Yeah, epic fail. Here's your biggest threats: the Hurricanes. They suck against the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have their number. They beat the hell out of them. Um, I'd be scared to death of the Hurricanes uh, in the East. The other team is the Lightning. They just got enough talent that they scare me. Um, if you go up against them, they can turn it on, turn on the Jets. They've won multiple championships. They still get a bunch of talent down there. Uh, the Lightning uh, would be the second best challenge. A lot of people are putting their uh, stock in Toronto again. I don't know why. How many times do the Maple Leafs have to go shit their pants to worse than Tuka Rask in the playoffs every year for the past 50 years to believe that uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, they're just not a credible, credible threat to anybody, never mind the Bruins. Mine's the Oilers. Okay, going to the West. Um, I get the Knights and I got the Avalanche. The Avalanche, because they're probably still top to bottom the best team in the league. And the Knights, because that old big bad bad guy Bruce Cassidy is out there. And the one time they played him this year, they lost. Um, and they didn't look themselves because Bruce Cassidy might still have a little mental edge on those mental midgets. But you like you got the Oils, Oilers? Yeah, I think they're playing for the one seed right now against Dallas, I believe. I think they could end up with the one seed, but yeah, the Oilers are on a hot streak, like I was talking about earlier. You know, it's anyone's match when you get into the playoffs and you're hot. This team's running, I think, an eight-game winning streak. So, watch out for the Oilers in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to run into a motivated, hot Connor McDavid. That's for sure. That's the Stanley Cup Finals. They got to get there first. Um, when do the playoffs start? Monday. Monday. Monday at 7 p.m. against either, like you said, the Islanders or Panthers. God bless hockey. The The season ends today, four days later, the playoffs start. The NBA, the Celtics week. haven't played in a oh, fucking week. Playing game. <laughs> Got to get their rest. God, they're such pussies. Speaking of pussies, uh, sort of a headline with the obvious one. <laughs> Thank you there, Richard. The Celtics' road to Banner 18 begins Saturday afternoon when they take on the Atlanta Hawks, who surprised the NBA world when they beat the Miami Heat in Bobby's favorite, the play-in tournament. The Bruins checked off most wins in a regular season and most points, and now the path to the win Lord Stanley's Cup begins Monday. But as of now, we do not know who they will play. It will either be the Islanders or Panthers Monday night at the Garden. Uh, the Red Sox paid $210 million for this shit. Cancel the season. And finally, it's Patriots Day on Monday and the running of the 127 Boston Marathon, which I asked both of you, at what mile marker would you pass out, shit yourself, or cramp up so bad you collapse? Back to you, Richard. Thank you, Raymond. Is this a panel discussion? Yes. All right, now, uh, is this, I mean, this is being, being like, run? this is being serious. Yeah. How many miles you can run before you either like just say tap out, poop yourself, whatever. Well, is, so is this a situation where we're being forced to run a marathon? Because yes. I will never run a marathon. No, I would never. Not either. because I physically can't, but out of spite, because you're a loser if you run marathons. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't There's... your wife run marathons? No. Oh, okay. yeah, she does other stuff. Cool, cooler races. Cooler stuff. Yeah. It's not the running of the marathons, and it's not. I'm. I'm taking. A, I'm. I'm. It's really just the smaller, vo- uh, vocal minority of marathon runners that really need to let you know. They're like the vegans of the running world. They really got to let you know all about their fucking marathons that they've run. It's like I don't give a shit. <laughs> cool. Don't give a Crack shit. open another beer. <laughs> yeah. 
You're getting <laughs> off topic. Where? Where would you? Now, oh, this is I can't run anymore. My legs cramp up. I don't... My, my calf seize within a half of a mile. You don't have to run. You can jog, <laughs> a light jog, kind of like power walk a little bit. It's just I can scoot. Yeah. Right, well, let's, let's get this out of the way. I'm going to shit immediately at the starting gate. I'm just going <laughs> to we do that. That's what, done. What do you just say? I'm fucking done. When will mile 26? I'll never quit. Wow. <laughs> I said like in all honesty, probably like by 11, I'd be like, nope, I'm done. 11 miles. I can, do you can run 11. Who are miles? you fucking kidding? I didn't say run. I said trot. Walk a little power walk. <laughs> it would be the marathon would be over. There'd be nobody there to record this. Yeah, it'd be, there's like, no how, way what? Rich could. There's no way Rich could finish that in like seven hours. It would take him. You didn't put this. a time label. You didn't put a timestamp on it. <laughs> well, he's saying it's, it's not realistic quit. that I couldn't run or twat or waddle fucking eleven miles. That's true, but there's no time in which you can finish eleven miles at all. Any either way, bullshit. For the rest of your life, if you continuously have to move for eleven miles, you're gonna you're Dead. Well, no Death. shit. No shit. Okay. I don't think you could finish page. it on a Segway. Robert, where, where would you? I, I mean, I, it, to, to seriously answer the question for me to run and do it, I could probably run like 12, 13, 14 miles. You and then fucking price is right to me. You suck. I couldn't fucking do it. But I, I hate running. I don't like to run to run. If we wanted to go play a sport, I could do that. But like I, I, I don't like watch oh, fucking die, Bobby. Jeez. Nobody likes running. No shit. Marathon Some people that... like running. Some people get that like runner's high. I don't do that. I get runner's aggravation. <laughs> yeah, I hate running. I hate exercise in general. Um, I also hate the Celtics. Uh, but we're gonna start rooting for them because it is playoff team. Uh, it is playoff season, so we gotta start. We got to start the uh, the process. So they'll be taking on the fucking Hawks. Uh, that team blows. It should be Celtics at five. It'll probably be Celtics at seven. Uh, any any trepidations about this matchup coming up? You worried about it at all? What I'm are we looking for? I'll give you I'll give you a couple. Um, this is Bobby's number one. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things to be worried about. Number one, uh, Joe Mazzula. You got to <laughs> wonder about Joey Mass. Gold Joey Mass. He's probably have, working yeah. on his new playoff rotation right now. He's like, I really like the Cornet Hauser Muscala trio. I think that I think I think we could really spread the floor with it. Raymond, what? Your thoughts on the Muscala uh, Cornet? Oh no, I thought he was trio. just fucking around with that. I didn't know that you were actually seriously asking that. No, I think Missoula. Yeah, it's going to be a big thing, but I don't think coaching really has a big part of the playoffs when it comes down to it. It's just basically your top seven guys, really, that go in there. That's the small rotation because now you're not wanting to go deep into your bench. So, I don't know. I think Missoula can handle it, and I think he has the right frame of mind that he wants to win, that he can tell Marcus Smart to shut the fuck up and sit down when the time comes in the playoffs when he's trying to be the great hope that he thinks he is. You believe that all of that about Joey Mass? Yes. All of that is the opposite of what Positive I Positive vibes only. No, 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 no. First of all, he doesn't have the balls to sit smart. That dude is going to play constantly. And the only time coaching matters is in the playoffs. We've seen Eric Spolster uh, coach circles around uh, these Celtics coaches in the past. When Jason Tatum is getting doubled and triple teamed at different parts of the floor and doesn't know what the fuck to do, that's when it takes a good coach to bring him over and go, here's what they're doing to you. Here's what you need to do. And every single game they set up differently. They'll they'll literally run entire different offensive and defensive sets that'll need to be countered differently. And 
you know, they'll have an eight man, seven man rotation, but their ninth, 10th guys will come in on like a sparing thing just to counter something that they're doing based off of whether they need to go big or go small. So yeah, it, it is a hundred percent the time that these things matter. Yeah. Adjustments are, are big in the playoffs. We play a team seven straight times. Um, you need to be able to make adjustments and you need to be able to make, and they're small. You're right. inevitably talent should win. They'll be smaller, smallish on the smaller side, but um, no coaching definitely has to come up here. It won't matter against teams like the Hawks, but when you get to the, the finals conference finals, that's when it matters. What's your percentage of uh, confidence that Joey Maz can pull enough of those strings to, to get the job done? Well, I'll start with you, Raymond. I'm pretty sure I have Bobby's number in my head. Uh, I'll go 70%. Ooh, not, I'm going to go 69. Getting nice. the job done, beating the Hawks? No, no, no. whole All deal. Championship. Does he oh, have enough boy. moves in them at the right times where they can win a championship? Very low. I don't know, 15%. 15? I was going to go zero on your end, but... Yeah, I, I mean, they put you, it this are way. Are you the warming on Joey Mass? Are you warming on Joey Mass? Maybe not that it's him. Just that they have a better team. Right. It it would really be, is he uh, harboring them from winning at, yeah, at, at exactly. some point? So that... It's not that he would be doing it. It's just whether or not like it works out. Yeah, yeah. my sixty nine was just a joke. I'm very low too. I'm like thirty. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he has it in him. I really don't. I do. I, I, I haven't him. seen enough adjustments throughout the year to really believe, to think of anything that would make me want to make me believe that he does. What else has I don't he done? Know what adjustments they've really done. Nah. The only time that they've made changes is when changes are forced upon him based off of injuries. Right. What do the rotations look like? So who's who should we not be seeing? Basically, it's basically ugh, what your starting five is Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Horford. Then it's uh, Time Lord, Brogdon, Grant. Maybe Grant Williams, who's fell out. That's the eight of, guys. Blake Griffin might see some time. Because maybe Grant if Williams. they're looking to get a stretch three in, you see Hauser or Muscala. Well, there's no back to backs either, so this should be able to go. There shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Pritchard can just he can sit in the stands. He's not playing anymore. I bet you, you think Peyton about that Pritchard thirty point triple no, double no, no, that no. he just had. In the... Oh god, <laughs> Peyton Pritchard's gonna go in the playoffs and win one game. See, the, see that Peyton Pritchard player is the type of kid that if Joey Maz had any sack or any foresight, would have used throughout this season. In all the right ways, because he's a Build spark. He's an offensive spark that can come in and give you 15 points out of nowhere yeah. Um, yeah. when you're struggling. But he never did. He never did. And he won't He won't in the playoffs either. It'll be those eight guys, and that's it. Yeah. Unless there's an injury. Um, Will they need to bench Marcus Smart? Yep. History shows that he, he's either going to try to take over a game one time and it's going to piss Joe Maz off, or... He's just going to be god awful and just start throwing up prayers every from behind the arc and just get his ass sent to the bench. It's very possible. There's a very, 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 very high chance Brogdon and, and White are outplaying him at certain points during this playoff run. But I'd still like and, to have Brogdon on the bench, though. Not at the end of the game. I mean, for the oh, majority no, 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 of the no, no, season, no, no, Derek White's been the better player. Yeah. Totally. No, he all of this player. is... He, at this point, I think he just is a better player. Yeah, I would agree with that right now. Uh, all of this is is talking about fourth quarter and end of game crunch gotcha. times. Gotcha. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon should be out there. And if Derek White's having a, a good stretch, he should be out there over. See, this is a different thing, right? This is not oh, the, yeah. This yeah, is not, it is different. Oh. This is not the free. Uh... Mm -hmm. 
That's all right, baby. Girl. Okay, we'll see how this goes. Um, all right, uh, and then I just gotta uh, who are you um, who are you most afraid of here? So who's the biggest threat of getting your way in the title? In the East, you got the Bucks, the 76ers. In the West, you got the Suns. I threw the Warriors on here. Potentially the Clippers. The West is all over the place. I don't. I don't know who's coming out of the West. I'd say uh, Bucks in the East and uh, Warriors in the finals if they make it. Just I think the Warriors just have their number. I think it's just the Jays turtle. You know, they can't go on that big stage again and choke out. You know, that'd be like a killer for their careers. But yeah, I think the Warriors are in their head. Yeah, I would agree. Bucks, Warriors, Suns won't make it. They're healthy. Mm-mm. Is Middleton hurt? Yes. They should walk in. They should walk into the NBA Finals. They should. Seventy Sixers. Does that does Embiid MVP Embiid and Seventy Sixers no. frighten you? The second series against the Seventy Sixers should be their <laughs> toughest series in the East. Yeah, if the Bucks don't have Middleton. Let's talk about having their number. The the Celtics don't play scared against the Bucks, and when the Celtics don't play scared, they're almost impossible to beat right now. And they can counter Brook Lopez. They have the size, and yeah. they take him out of the game. And they understand how to defend Giannis and have the personnel to do it. Um, and Bede kills him. And Bede goes for 40-50 every game. If the Sixers have enough uh, auxiliary pieces, if James Harden can do something, um, then they should be able to push you to six or seven games if Embiid is is doing what he's supposed to do every single game. Um, and then it'll be up to your superstars to match it, but you should beat them. And they're also trash. And also Doc Rivers is the biggest choking dog in the NBA. Just saying when they lose this year that he's going to get fired. He should. Uh, yeah, the Sun, KD or Chris Paul has got to go down, right? Or both. Or both, probably both. Yeah. yeah. Probably uh, during their pregame cuddling session, someone will strain a hamstring and they won't be able to play further. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be afraid of the Warriors, uh, except... I'd be nervous if I was a Warriors fan that they're going to get out of the first round going up against Sacramento. Do they have enough firepower in those old crickety legs of Steph Curry to keep up with the number one offense in the NBA in the Sacramento Kings? We shall see. I also want to talk about the other possible upsets uh, coming in the NBA playoffs. We'll do that right after this break. Can I put that in here? No. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I have it in my head. I was like looking down. I'm like, ah, that's not in there. This is the top five segment. Top five uh, uh, segment for the show. Um, I want to give you the the matchups here. And, and I have a top five in my head. There should be some upsets, mostly in the West. Uh, but you got the 76ers and the Nets. You've got the Hawks and Celtics. You've got Cavs and Knicks. Uh, and then you have the Warriors, Kings, Grizzlies, Lakers, Clippers, Suns. And who do the Bucks play? Uh, they won't know. Uh, Probably the Heat. Chicago plays. Heat no, Chicago plays the Heat for the last seed now. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. When is that game? Nah, this play sucks. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Bulls Heat tomorrow. Okay. So the Bucks will play um winner of Bulls Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay, put that on the possible upset upset chart. So uh I'll just give you my top five, seeing as they're not in front of you. Um I think Warriors Kings, Warriors um certainly 
should pose a threat within that matchup. That should probably be your number one. Totally agree. Bobby? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Here's another one. Clippers Suns. Couldn't you see the Suns going down to... Yeah. uh, Is Paul George... What's Paul George's injury? Uh, Knee, and they're saying he may be good to go game one or two. I could totally... I could see the Clippers... Pulling it up. Pulling on the upset over the Suns. Mm-hmm. I have no faith in anybody in, in the Western Conference. This is the problem. The West is just an absolute... It, it turned on its head. It used to be that the West was the best. It, it like turned in a season and a half. Yep. Um, is it So it's the same... Uh, you got Thunder, Timberwolves. It's going to determine who the uh, the Nuggets are playing, right? Correct. Um, yep. The Rudy Gobertless Timberwolves? Yes. I don't think either of those teams can... Uh, that whole situation was mm-hmm. hilarious. So two players within a span of two days punched something and got themselves suspended. One of their other players punched a wall and like broke his hand. Mm-hmm. He can't play. And then Kyle know. Anderson called Rudy Gobert a stupid bitch or said, shut the fuck up, bitch. And then Gobert punched him. Don't talk to French like that. That's why. No, no, talk to me like that, huh? I'll give you one in the East. How about how about the, uh, the Knicks getting past the Cavs? Nope. Cavs are going to work them. <laughs> Work on like a Tuesday night. Uh, you give the LeBron any shot against? Nope. John Morant, simplest mind of the week. I want the Lakers to win. I'm in a difficult position here because John Morant is one of the most hated players here, but also so is LeBron. But he's a I think real I'd piece of shit. LeBron win. <laughs> he's a real. Here. We'll, we'll get wow. back to. Uh, we'll get back to Ja. Youth, but I don't think they can do it. I don't think the Lakers can actually beat him. No. no. Speaking of getting hurt, Anthony Davis would get hurt in that series. The best thing so, you can hope for is that, you know, in between a game, there's an incident with, with Ja. <laughs> and you know that snitch fucking LeBron would be the first one to <laughs> rat him out. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one more possibility. Uh, Hawks Celtics. Yes, I also agree on that. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Our top five, I think, is uh, Warriors over Kings, Clippers over Suns. Um, you guys really didn't play the game that well from there. I had I thought the Knicks I gave I gave the Knicks a sniff, but you guys didn't think so. Um, and then Lakers Grizzlies probably rounded out as not not likely to happen. What about Nets and Sixers? Ah, just, the Nets don't quite have enough firepower. But they're young, have nothing to lose, kind of thing. And Bede has everything to lose because you know you're another MVP candidate. You you're, could win a title this year. You have a good roster. Never underestimate the dog that is Embiid if things don't go his way, and mm-hmm. the loser, the loserism that is Doc Rivers. So I, I'll put him on there. I'll put him on fifth. I'll put him on fifth. How's that? Sounds good. As your top five. Thank you. Okay. Uh, quick break. We went back. Now we're back to the email, uh, and quickly, I just want to do a little Red Sox segment here. This is mainly just venting. <laughs> they're fucking, they're so fucking bad. Yeah, they're so bad. It's Had ridiculous. Hope at the beginning, won the first series. Was it thirteen oh, games played, and they're eight eight games back already? Thirteen games played, eight games back. Last place, right back in the last place. I mean, they ran into the best team in the beginning of MLB history here. Thirteen. Shut and the fuck up, Bobby. This Bobby team sucks. Bobby's back. <laughs> this team 
sucks. I don't know how anybody looked at the roster that was constructed in the offseason and thought for a fucking second they could sniff 80 games. They blow. Chris Sale, washed up, done, worst contract in Red Sox history. After that, they literally don't have anybody in the organization that could sniff a number two rotation spot on any other team except for maybe the fucking Tigers, who they're uh, coincidentally are the only team they actually beat basically this year. This team sucks. They're fucking $90 million uh, leadoff hitter or cleanup hitter, depending on where you want to put them. The uh, the Jap- the great Japanese hope, he's hitting 175. Way to fucking go. Your savior, your center field savior that's never played center field in his life has an ass like a dump truck, uh, Adam Duvall. That guy goes down. Adam Duvall is a fucking uh, fourth outfielder on any team worth its salt, and he goes down with an injury, and it's like the fucking season ended for the for the goddamn Red Sox. It's even creeping into our best player, Rafi Devers, who looks like a lost puppy out there, doesn't know what the fuck to do, striking out constantly with the bases loaded in high-pressure situations. Situations. That guy's no leader. Kiki Hernandez was supposed to be your shortstop. You don't have a shortstop because your center fielder was playing shortstop. Now you don't have a center fielder because he got hurt, who was supposed to be playing right field. Now you have literally have nobody to play shortstop because the guy you relied on to play shortstop was Trevor Story, who you gave Xander Bogart's money for a year ago, knowing his arm was shit and couldn't make the throw from short anyway, and waited six months to have fucking surgery on it because you don't have control over your players. This team sucks. This team sucks. Reese McJerk Jerk. They thought he had they had something with this fucking guy. The guy jerked off at a Kmart fucking parking lot. You want to rely on that to, to run your battery operation for your fucking pitching staff? Are you fucking high? Nick Pavetta throws the best game of his life. He's talking about the pitch clock being a problem. Dude, you struck out fucking nine over nine. You had your best game of your life and you're bitching about the pitch clock. No control. Alex Cora, I'm pretty sure, is just getting high every fucking day talking about the next. When, when can I get the fuck out of here? Just fire me. This team sucks don't worry though tristan cassis is screaming at 14 pitch walks like he just won the world series and he's your next up and coming big uh, uh, <laughs> brian fucking bayo is your only goddamn starter worth his soul under 20, 30 fucking years old can't even throw a strike guy can't get through garrett whitlock who's fucking bright idea was to put that guy in the starting rotation after he's been the best close one of the best closes in baseball fucking smooth move there heim bloom you dumb fuck and if i swear to god if they uh, we're gonna have to waterboard somebody to figure out what ryan brazier has on this team and why he's still pitching in the fucking big leagues this team sucks they're not even good enough to get to kenley jansen the one guy that they brought in to close with the potential to actually do it in the past five years this team fucking sucks anybody how's Fran- how's franchi cordero doing franchi cordero did you have any thoughts Ryan? no this team sucks 210 million dollars this pile of shit that's why he's hated in two continents. They hate him for Liverpool. They hate him here. John gotcha. Henry. The, yes. the Red Sox payroll is $230 million? 210 I think. Oh. <laughs> Who has the money? <laughs> I don't know. Who's making all that money? I don't know. It's one of the worst. It's one of the worst rosters. I don't... I just... <clears throat> I don't how I don't it's like how how do you how are you not fired for putting together not just this year the last year too and somehow the year before when they caught lightning in a bottle like how do you continue to have a job when you don't employ a starting shortstop on a major league baseball team it's it's hard it's it's really hard <laughs> holy shit 
Their TBRA is 5.06. It's 23rd in the lead. They've lost 13 straight games to Tampa after Heimbloom was supposed to come here and become Tampa. Mm-mm. They can't. They haven't developed a pitcher since John Lester. They. It's. It's laughable. It's gross. And I guess it does boil back down to John Henry. But either like you would think, Heimbloom four years in the job. You'd think he'd be able to. He doesn't have one move that's worked. Not one. Even if you want to give him Garrett Whitlock, he already fucked that up trying to put him in the rotation. He doesn't have one move that worked. The worst thing about it is in baseball, it's not like football where in two years you could be good. It takes literally five to six years to develop the team to get into a position to be successful again. Oh, don't worry. He's he's here to build the farm system, which still ranks uh, at a, a real firm 12th across the league after four years of trading away all your biggest pieces to try and stock that thing up. That was even lower than that now. It is lower than that. The only reason it's as high as it is is because of Marcel Mayer. call-ups, yeah. Marcel Mayer, who's like the third or fourth ranked um, um, prospect in all of baseball, jacks that up a lot. Well, the only reason you got him is because you suck so bad in 2020, you got the fourth overall pick. It's pretty tough to blow the fourth overall pick when baseball selects like a thousand guys. We'll see how they do with the first pick next year then. (laughs) Touche, Raymond. Uh, Afternoon delight. And talk a little Foxborough feuds. Do you think Bud Light will sponsor us? Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Because I still drink it. Worth trying. I don't care if there's a wiener on the can. I'll drink it. Why don't you show them your mangina? Maybe we'll get us some good pub. (laughs) Oh, I mean, they they used to have, there used to be some just absolutely excellent beer commercials. I was talking with somebody before. There was one. This is when we were in like middle school, and I remember with Jared Pikush and I, we were em- emulating jerking each other in off class. What they did was they were stop. They were sitting there uh, doing this with their eyes and saying, well, "Look at the colors! Look at the colors! It's like a fine French painting." <laughs> and we were sitting there in class doing it, and the teacher's like, "Will you two fucking stop?" <laughs> It'd be great if they could get back to like the pure comedy and just lean into the uh, transgender thing, like make an actual funny commercial with, with somebody from you know. They could do anything they want. You get a lot of you get a lot of comedy opportunity with the uh, with that demographic. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't think they will. Okay, we don't need them. We got Dubby. <laughs> uh, speaking of dummies, uh, the Patriots. Fucking suck too. God. Well, according to you, they're captain. Well, there's only one. There's only one beaming light in that whole place, standing yeah. for anything worth their salt. That around that any type one of principle. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is shitting down the throats of anybody that gives a fuck about this team. <laughs> ah, he is an annoying back, old baby. bastard at this point. Bert Breer reported that Mac Jones lost some people in the building last year. To immediately be refuted by Greg Bedard and Tom Curran, among others. Uh, Burt Breer's been... It's just like... It's like the Trump years from the presidency. It's like they're saying the quiet part out loud now. That You're not even hiding your... You're not even hiding your allegiances. Uh, Mike Reese came out and basically... He was the one that reported Mac Jones has been in the building every day, to which Albert Breer then said, no, he hasn't. 
it's just like you got Belichick's guys, you got Kraft's guys, mm-hmm. and then Mac Jones is getting his own shit out there on a lesser level um, through whatever publicist he's using. But he's been silent himself, um, but he's getting tugged by mommy and daddy. Who do you want to go live with uh, this whole time and getting dragged through the mud like Bobo's the bot pod down there, just, just sucking it all up, sucking it all up boosting that hate for Mac Jones for no goddamn reason other than the fact that he was strapped with the walking testicles and had nowhere to go uh, but told Billy O last year. And now Belichick's got an ax to grind because he hates the owner and uh, and doesn't like the quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. He hates everything. <laughs> he doesn't want it. There isn't anything that he likes. Gunners. And with this whole draft coming up, we think we're going to like revolutionize and get a new offense. You know what he's going to do? He's going to make you eat your fucking vegetables. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be vegetable after vegetable draft pick. You think you're going to get a wide receiver? Fuck you. Guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You're looking for a stud cornerback. Mm-mm. D tackle, exactly. D no. tackle. Move linebacker that plays special teams. Suck it. That's what you're gonna get. It's it, like the the whole thing. They're out there. They're talking to every wide receiver, every this, every that. It's I'll believe it when I see it. Tell me when the season starts. Like I just. The only reason I give that a little bit of credence is because of the last couple drafts, which have seemed out of the ordinary from time to time. It's almost like they give Bill around and they give somebody else around. Um, I think that's why you have Tyquan Thornton. Like he's not a profile of of a Bill guy. I would agree with every pick last year, with the exception of the Cole Strange pick, wasn't Patriot like because. But you could even say that Cole Strange was technically the highest testing athletic offensive lineman, technically. And then they drafted the fastest wide receiver. Marcus Jones was an athlete. Jack Jones was an athlete. So they were trying to get more athletic that's what they were trying to do so again maybe this year they could do that and draft athletes but like they also need to get players that have like body prototypes that fit their goddamn position not small guards and skinny receivers or guys that are just good that would help too maybe like I, almost, I have players that i want them to pick but i almost don't care as long as the guy is good like just pick somebody that can play you want to touch on that casario report right yeah, basically, he sounds like he's coming back after the draft because I guess he's going to make all his picks for Houston. And then it sounds like he's coming back in what role, no one knows, but it sounds like he's heading back, in, which is he's leaving, like, what, $5 million on the table to come back to New England is what I, I read. I read that, but I don't understand what benefit is it for Casario to leave where he's the actual acting GM and come back here well, unless he's, he's being told. He's finished his work sabotaging the Houston Texans, and now he's coming back to the dark side. Uh, for Bill Belichick to pat him on the head and they, thank you for doing my bidding. Yeah, maybe my he's coming back to say was always their pro person. He he did pro scouting. Uh, yeah, he was. Well, yeah, I mean, he was at one point whatever his title was head of personnel, right? Um, so who knows? I don't know. Like, what's the power? How does the power struggle actually look financially down there? Does Bill Belichick have some money to spend? Is he now calling up more of his guys to really strengthen his side of the argument? Can he pay Nick Casario or is Nick Casario going to get paid from Houston so he can bring him in there? So he has another one of his guys, him and Joe judge and the, you know, and the belt, the baby Belichick's of the world um, standing up to, to craft. I don't know. It just doesn't, none of it is it's dysfunctional. All of it. How could it's actually Kraft's team? So if he doesn't want this man employed, he could be like, 
no, we're not doing this. Yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick runs the football operations. Yeah, and... I suppose. Yeah, I, I just none of it makes any sense. It just like the team is so noisy. Like, how could they possibly be focused on putting together a good football product? Like, I just don't see how this is going to translate. It all sounds like when uh, uh, did you read that Seth, Seth Wickersham book about the Patriots dynasty and all that? It basically sounds like when Belichick uh, Parcells was here. Like towards the end, 95, 96, going to that Super Bowl. Basically, like he wanted more control, more say. And that's when him and Kraft started fighting. And he made the comments about, you know, if you want me to go do uh, cooking, did yeah, you shop for groceries too. So, mm. except this is worse because it's not, it's not that Kraft is stripping control of him. He is a little bit because Bill, on merit, Bill Belichick is making poor decisions. What's happening now is basically a tissy fit of Bill Belichick not admitting his decisions, personnel decisions to bring in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the offense failed. And in, in doing that, he lost his locker room and he lost his quarterback. He's re, he's refusing to admit that. Yeah. And, in, and in doing so, he's, you know, he's, he's basically all out war against the owner. It's, so it's not even a meddling thing like it was with Parcells. It's just Belichick refusing to admit he was wrong. He won't even fire Cam Accord. He won't even fire the special teams coach. And I think we could all agree that if it looked just a little bit better, that Patricia would still be there. Yeah, if they made the yeah. playoffs, he'd probably still be there. Or oh, if it absolutely. just looked a little bit better. Yeah, if it was if it was at all cohesive. If it was to the point where he didn't lose the entire room in August, not just Mac Jones, he lost the entire offensive room in August. Because mm. Brian Hora went, hey, dickwad, we don't, literally don't have enough plays to go play a game. It's not peewee out here. Insane. Insane. But no, Team Bill. Team Bill, Ray. Team Bill. Go, Mac, go. Sure, okay, it's an all-out quarterback competition coming out of the Belichick camp. Zappy's going to get every chance to go up against Mac and, and win that job. That should go well. I'm sure there's no bias coming out of the coaching yeah, standpoint for they're that. They're just going to be on Zappy because he just does what he's told. He's, yes. I mean, I, I I get it. He's the fourth round pick, and it you know, he sees that that's his avenue to playing time. He's a thorn. He he's he's a tool. He's a manipulative tool that is being used now to jab into Max fucking side. It's, and it's working, baby. It's, and it's working. That's the only thing he How is can it working? do. What else could he do? You don't get know the if best it's out of Mac if he gets it. If he gets the starting job. Oh, here we go. Here's the Belichick Bobos again. So now Mac Jones comes out and rips it the fuck up, and it's all Belichick's master plan. He knew it all along. He was using Zappy as motivation. He yep. was out there dragging this kid through the mud for 12, 13, 14 months just to get the best out of him. Belichick wins again. Fucking genius. Yep. I mean, what an asshole. Chest if Zappy is like actually, I hope that he's actually going after Mac in there, just like giving him some subtle trolls and shit like that. Like when, <laughs> whenever they come in for minicamp, be like, hey, Mac, heard you almost got traded. <laughs> they ain't trying to trade me, bitch. <laughs> like, just kind of like just subtly like get after him just for fun and maybe get in Mac's head. I think that would be Zap's got nothing to lose. Not a damn thing. Yeah, maybe making Mac starts out slow. That, he's got that first like cold, cold. There's a cold October week. Vegas sounds pretty good right now, huh, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, did you see that free safety? Or were you just fucking chucking it up there? <laughs> That's what I think would happen. Hey, 
Hey Mac, Chandler Jones is coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just hey. walk around in a Chandler Jones Patriots jersey. There you go. <laughs> if uh, I'll be the first one to tell you, if Bailey Zappi goes out there and uh, and Drew Bledsoe's Mac Jones, I'll be Team Zappi. But until that point, I'm not. I'm not standing for the for the uh, for the. Uh, the mudslinging and the dragging that's gone on down using poor young uh, Mac Bledsoe, <laughs> poor young f- Mac Jones who can't grow a beard. This young boy is getting uh, slaughtered by these titans of industry and Kraft and Belichick, uh, all because Belichick didn't want to admit he was wrong, and Kraft's looking for a record. Now go Mac, Team Mac. You got to stand up for the uh, disenfranchised here. I just. Whenever this is done and Belichick actually leaves, he probably wants to coach till he's 80. So this is misery is probably going to continue indefinitely. Like maybe we could just get the team into the, the 20, the 21st century here. And it, like, cause I think that there's a foundation. I think the team could do some things and, pl- and have a very good team to, to go here. Like, I don't think they're in a bad position. It's just, I don't think they're going to do what they have to do. Yeah. It's hard to have confidence that, that they're going to make the right calls. Cause you're right. There's, there's enough, there's some good young talent there. Um, you've got some decent enough playmakers. Um, they have a great cap situation moving forward. Look, it, it, so it begs the question, can they get past the pettiness into the off season? And where does Mac Jones um, decide to lay his motivation? Cause he's here no matter what. So does he want to play for his next contract, whether it's in new England or not, probably. So you have to imagine he's going to put his best foot forward. And I have confidence that he can be a top 10, seven quarterback in the league. And if he makes that jump, this will be a good team. No matter what the fuck is going on behind the doors with Belichick and Kraft, they'll be good. Especially if Mac can make an actual leap in his quarterback play and Billy O'Brien can get that offense straightened out. They will be a good team. O'Brien has a proven history in the NFL of making average quarterbacks look better than average. He's won divisions in the NFL. With Brian, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer, with Brock Osweiler, and who was the other guy? He had another bad guy. Brian Fitzpatrick. And Fitzy. He won divisions with those guys. And, he, and, then, and then he got to Sean Watson, and then that whole and the whole thing spiraled. But he could do it. So And Max better than those three guys. So, Yep. Yep. More wins uh, in the next two years for the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Mac Aaron Rodgers. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Suck it, Ray. Uh, speaking of suck it, simplest minds of the week right after this. Excellent lineup. Thank you. Thank you. Are you stupid or something? Honestly, as stupid as a stupid does. Uh, we'll start with the John Morant news. Um, <laughs> I was going to get this screenshot that you'd sent, Bobby. Allow me uh, one second, one second, one second. Okay. Uh, we, I think, covered this in the show a few weeks ago when John Morant was getting sued by what we thought was an 11-year-old. Now, conflicting reports. It might have been a We're always groundbreaking on news if it's detrimental to John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, bitch. Click, clack. <laughs> uh, so John Morant went ahead and countersued this kid. The original story was John Morant uh, punched him 11 or eight times, 11 or 12 times in the head uh, over some dispute and then uh, flashed a gun at this 11-year-old. Um, but he earned it. He deserved it because John Morant is now countersuing 
And here's what it says. The countersuit also says that Morant received a subsequent threat on Snapchat that appeared to be from the counter defendant, Mr. Holloway. The Snapchat provided in Exhibit 1 as text reading, quote, John Morant, a bitch, and if I catch his ass, it's up, with two-hand clap emoji, I guess it is, and a skull emoji. And, quote, I'm on that tonight, end quote, from Mr. Holloway. I'll read that one more time. The Snapchat provided in Exhibit 1 has text reading, quote, John Moran a bitch, and if I catch his ass, it's up. Clap, clap. Skull. So great. <laughs> and clap, clap is bang, bang. The fact bang that, it, that it's, like, put like that in, God. like, it's literally in a in an actual lawsuit, that, that, that this is what actually <laughs> caused him to do this. He literally it, read a call Snapchat me a bitch. said he's a bitch, and he got mad. Yep. Clap, clap. It also said that they threatened his career by throwing the basketball at his face, which is his job. You get basketballs passed to you every day. He should be able to catch a basketball. He's a professional basketball player. I mean, that 11-year-old doesn't have much to zing on the ball. Yeah, apparently how it went was they were playing pickup. And I don't know if the kid's 11 or 17. We'll say he's 11. And uh, (laughs) Ja was checking the ball in with this 11-year-old Holloway and threw it to Holloway pretty pretty hard. So Holloway, in return, threw it hard at Ja, clearly in an upward motion from an 11-year-old to the face of one Ja Morant. Professional NBA player. And Holloway said that it just went through his hands. So Ja clearly wasn't ready. Maybe he was high. Is that racist? And it went through his hands and hit him in the face. Ja Morant then went on to pummel the 11-year-old 12 or 13 times in the head, then walked into his house, got his gun, put it in his waistband, and uh, and held it as if he wanted to clap, clap this 11-year-old for throwing the ball at him too hard. And now he's countersuing because it, uh, the ball that hit him in the face could have ended his career as a basketball didn't, player. And didn't like the Chargers make him lose like NBA all uh, first all team? Or whatever? Yeah, so he said it, it, that that was the sole reason that he was going to miss out on um, NBA all NBA teams. Completely, completely not talking about the chin, the, the, the fact, fact that he, beat that he brought that on his own social media showed himself holding a gun in Utah strip club, which is what immediately got him kicked off the team and had to go to fucking counseling. Not the fact that news came out that he beat up an 11 year old. This I'm almost, I'm almost flipping amazing. on. I'm almost snip stepping on job. I'm almost rooting for him at this point. No way, man. You just saying that because you. That's why you rooted for Bill all those years because you didn't want to get shot. That's the other reason why. What does this guy have to all do right. for the na- national media shit. not to continue to fawn over him? I don't know. I don't watch enough national news, national sports news. Are they still like? I know Shannon Sharp took him to town. Took him to shit all over him. Maybe they I have to imagine stuff, Stephen A. Smith. But I've seen they still talk shit. about him. Like he's just a young, exciting player. Yeah, he's uh, ESPN's all LeBron right now, so I think Jaws the next guy coming up. So you'll see the coverage on it. You, this well, one, you won't remember any head, of this. They're going shit head ever. to head. Yeah. We'll see. How many times are they bringing that up in the broadcast? I guess none. If I was LeBron, I'd buy that eleven-year-old tickets to the game courtside during the middle of the broadcast. It'll be they'll just pull it up. As you can see here, um, the recent John Morant news as shown on the Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, the screenshot <laughs> populated yeah. here. I just need one announcer to yeah. take a LeBron flop and somehow turn that into, well, LeBron overextended that like he was getting capped by Jaw. Some <laughs> some type of pew pew reference. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, John Morant, what an asshole. Sticking with the NBA, the next simplest mind of the week. We uh, touched on early in the in the show. Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson after Kyle Anderson called him a fucking bitch uh, and was left home uh, to watch his team lose the first game of the playing tournament. Um, and this guy causes problems. He literally caused the NBA to shut down in COVID because he was an asshole fucking with the mics, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell hated his fucking guts. Forced... First, he forced Rudy Gobert out of there, and the stench from that French fucking asshole was so bad that Donovan Mitchell still wanted out of Utah. Uh, and now he's up in Minnesota, where everybody's nice, uh, making enemies everywhere he goes, um, uh, leaving a wake of four first-round picks Minnesota sent to Utah for this asshole who can't score, who can't dunk. Never mind a layup. He can't dunk the ball. He offensively literally can do nothing. Rebound, that's it. Just a rebounder. He doesn't do that well either. Nah, not really. What a story. How do you, uh, he definitely punches with an open palm. I was he didn't like commit. Though. No, there's definitely there's not, a full a lot of, commit. not a lot of form going on there. No. Napoleon would be disappointed. Uh, and then last on here, uh, it's not really simple. Yelling at him like that 11-year-old, was it, Joe? <laughs> Looking up at him. <laughs> I'm sure we could find a uh, simplest mind in here if we want, but uh, it's it certainly is news we should touch on. Ding dong, uh, the dick is dead. Dan Snyder sells the Washington Commanders for a record-breaking $6 billion, reportedly, um, to one of the 76ers owners in a conglomerate ownership group with one Magic Johnson, who's still alive. Because he has money. Uh, so there you go. The Commanders finally sold, finally out from under the uh the Dan Snyder so Dan Snyder it has to just be getting on a plane and going to whatever That's international whatever international country that has no extradition back to the states right because that FBI case is still pending and he must have seen the fucking writing on the wall and just got I bet you he doesn't have his, yeah he doesn't have his passports no fucking way there to no. you don't need passports when you're getting six billion dollars and I could disappear for six billion dollars could you yep. all you have to do is run thirteen miles. You can disappear off this earth for the rest of your life. And I can do it. You like that full circle? I'm ending it there. This has been the Simplified Sports Show, Friday Rewind, April 14th. Bye-bye. I'm a little upset we didn't talk about the Boston Marathon. Go on. Uh, the non-binary category because I was just thinking when we were going over the simple minds. Oh, I didn't. If, re- I didn't remember to put that in there. What, what if you were the f- like fifth best runner for the men? I'd just say I'm non-binary, so I can win money. Yeah, this is this is the Dave Chappelle, LeBron James, WNBA joke. Exactly. Like if men could play in women's sports, LeBron now, James now would score eight hundred points a game. No, you got your chance. If you're not the best runner, why not? Just say I'm non-binary, and you can. What's the prize? Is the prize money the same? I'm assuming with this nowadays, probably more. Them. Yeah, probably <laughs> to be sponsored by Bud Light. Let me know the courage needed to a lot of uh, surgeries. No, no, you can have that thing flopping still. I think. Yeah. Do you want to? Raymond Langevin, identifying mm-hmm. as a squirrel, has come in third. <laughs> See these nuts, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's why I'm a squirrel. <laughs> he never actually finished. But there were only three yeah. squirrels in the race. <laughs> so he, he did still place. Yes. Did still place. Yes. Uh, time for first. Three ways. Survived by his wife and children. <laughs>
I want them to say on my my tombstone, he had uh, great nuts, though. Nice nuts. <laughs> nice nuts. Yeah, that works. I got something troubling on my mind. I got something troubling on my mind. I got something floating out of sight. I got something. I got something on my mind. You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Hey boys, how we doing? I had some sign-in trouble with the old Zoom. Uh oh, did this come from the um, the regular account that it normally does from the email? Invite? It looks exactly the same. Yeah, you're muted, dickhead. <laughs> God damn it! See, it looks exactly the same. I have multiple accounts. I I've. Really went down the rabbit hole of not letting Big Brother find me um, a while back. So I got aliases all over this interweb, all over these interwebs. Kind of Kevin Durant style? I, I try are you, to. Are you talking about burner accounts? Kind of, yeah. I try to not be as much of a baby back bitch as that baby back bitch, but I probably am. Well, no, I, mean, I just I think, think so, if you, ha- if you think have those multiple Welcome. accounts, that's kind of the definition of it. Yeah, I think he does it to chirp back at his haters. I'm just more like cloak and dagger. Can't find me. Can't find me, big brother. You know, I know where cloak you are. and dagger. I don't exist. Like when oh, we yeah. get you in that bar, in New Orleans, they knew where you were shitting in that stall. Why do you always got to bring that up, Ray? It was a real bad time. Because I showed uh, my son the picture, and he like gets a. I told him the backstory of it. And he loves that story. What picture? Oh, of uh, you guys that you fucks in the car. <laughs> yeah, driving off all riches in New Orleans, not knowing where he was, taking his shit at this dive bar. Oh, what a great it was. Thing. One of the it was one of the diviest dives I've I've been in. Every other week, there's a story about you shitting at a bar. Yeah, we got Danny called in. Ditched. We got literally cat called into this bar, walking down the street. It was raining. Uh, where where a, a very drunk man around 10 a.m. Uh, bust out of the door and re- and screamed down the street, "Last chance for pussy!" And all of so our ears went just went, Whoop! and we just walked in. <laughs> seems like our type of place. That seems like our type of joint. And I'll tell you what. Uh, the facilities there, not great, not great. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I walked out. It was just the pussy guy, the bartender, and the cat. And so, uh, you guys, hey, were we, gone. we paid What's, though, so that's not the worst thing that could have happened. You know, was no, this yeah, false advertising? Less... Was there still a chance for it, or what happened? There was a cat roaming around. It was a cat. <laughs> it wasn't talking about females. He was talking about kitty cat. Yeah, he was talking mm-hmm. about an actual last chance for pussy. He had it well, in his hand. Like Simba. I'm not sure what the Stop. chance was, like to eat it, like kill it and eat it, or fuck just it. Just hold the cat and just I maybe just hold just a friend. She's looking for a friend. Yeah. He just says it every day and sees what idiots walk in. <laughs> well, he got seven of us that day. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hello, sir. Like the, almost a record. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more uh, dumb friends laying around? Nope. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna leave one with you though. He stinks. <laughs> What do you say? Speaking of, uh, speaking of stinks, what do you say we start the show? The uh, Supervine Sports Show, latest and greatest in New England sports.